Hey, good morning, everyone. This is another episode, froggy episode of The Pillage Pastor. And I say froggy because I've had a cold for like a week and a half. It's driving me crazy. I'm getting nothing done. And uh, you're having to put up with this this voice. And so, uh, hey, I apologize. I actually had to do a... um, do a virtual presentation yesterday and spent an hour having to be all animated and froggy in front of several people. And, um, but, uh, one of my colleagues is like, Hey, I really couldn't tell. Cause once you got going, once you kind of snapped out of your, your slumber from being sick, it wasn't too bad. So hopefully, uh, if they were able to put up with me, if she was able to put up with me, you'll be able to put up with me this morning. So our topic this morning, our question I should say this morning is, are you a narcissist? Have you ever been called a narcissist? So stay tuned. That's what's next. Well, I hope you've grabbed your coffee. I've got my good old Dunkin' Donuts, vanilla, vanilla bean coffee. I'm a sipping on it. Hopefully it will clear me up. I know some people are saying, hey, you need some like hot tea with some honey, maybe some lemon. And uh, I don't know, all, all kinds of other stuff they said I need to be, I need to be drinking and sipping on, but I just can't get away from this Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Delicious, smooth, hot on this, this Wednesday morning, 6.39 a.m., in the Spokane, Washington area, probably around 30 degrees out. It's foggy, but uh, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. So are you a narcissist? Has anyone ever called you a narcissist? I remember the first time someone called me a narcissist. The only time anyone ever called me a narcissist. And hey, is it possible that everybody at one time or another, has narcissistic behaviors. Is it possible that you have gone through a season where you exhibited more narcissistic behaviors? I think that's real possible as well. It might be through a season of your life, maybe through a season of my life. That's what I did. Will I pop in and out of these seasons? It's a, there's a real possibility of that. We're sinful people. But I was called a narcissist one time. It was going through my divorce. I became extremely selfish in a way that I had never been before. And yeah, looking back, I was exhibiting narcissistic behaviors. But when they that person called me a narcissist, I truly had to go to friends Well, the friends that I kept at the time, one friend specifically that is still a pastor to this day. And I went to him and I said, man, am I a narcissist? I gave my whole life to to serve in the nonprofit religious church realm. 20 years of putting out, not asking for anything. (laughs) And, um, not getting anything I really wanted. I did get the number one thing that was the most important. I had a beautiful family. Looking back, that was the most important, is the most important thing. But there were things I didn't get. There were things that looking back, I'm like, 
shoot, man, I didn't, I didn't have any toys. Only toys I ever had were toys I could justify would help me with work. I always purchased things and invested in things that would contribute to my career. Allowed my wife to get what she wanted, but all truly I wanted were things that would benefit my career. And so I was really surprised that I'd be called a narcissist. However, I was going through a narcissist season. What is that? Let's explore that together. I'm going to give, just put out 10, 10 things here. And you know what? One of the things that I noticed, I've never realized this before, that it is considered to be a mental disorder with exaggerated feelings of self-importance and yet having low self-esteem. This exaggerated feelings of self-importance but having low self-esteem. I had never heard of narcissism and the narcissistic personality, also known as NPD. (laughs) They always have to give it some. Yeah. Um, Interesting though. I never thought of it as a mental disorder. I'm telling you, I already got enough mental disorders going on. I don't need another one. I don't need to be called or known as a narcissist. And I won't be. I tell you what, I won't allow myself to go down that road. I was assured that I was not. But nonetheless, I'm going to keep myself in check. There's plenty of narcissists in the Bible. So we're going to go through these 10 characteristics of a narcissist together. Stay tuned. If you haven't already, grab your coffee and get ready for this. Here we go. Symptoms of narcissism. Symptoms of narcissism. All right. So you're, you brag. Number one, you brag a lot and you exaggerate about your achievements, what you've accomplished. You brag a lot and you exaggerate about things that you've done, accomplishments you've had, how you've been awarded for this or that. Are you a bragger? Do you like to tell everybody about your achievements when they walk through the door? I know these people and I know that you know these people as well. It's almost like you're always having to prove yourself. I know I have the tendency to try and prove myself. I have to almost talk myself up though. I mean, for me, I have to think back on my achievements and be like, all right, I can't be so down on myself because I got to accomplish a lot. I was a part of a lot. I was good at a lot. I am good at a lot. I'm not good at everything. There's things that I suck at. I'm horrible at. And there's a few things that I'm really good at. I mean, obviously one of them might be talking off the cuff, even if what I'm talking about, it's a bunch of bull, right? Even if I'm able to keep on a talk and not everybody can keep on a talk. And even if it's a bunch of nonsense, I'm not saying everything I say is nonsense, but I'm saying it just might be a gift for someone to be able to get in front of people and start talking about anything, any, anything and pull people together with laughter, unity, Get them to find their common ground. Inspire them toward a vision. Some people have that gift. They might 
not know everything. They know a little bit about, about a lot, know a little bit about a lot enough to get them by. Is that bragging? Is that being boastful? Are you that person constantly having to prove yourself? And why is that? For acceptance? Are you just trying to be accepted? Accepted? Do you want to appear that you're above everyone else in doing that? Who is the individual that you know of that every time you're around them, you're like, hey, what have you been up to? They're like, oh, I'm just out making a lot of money. And I played a great game of golf the other day. It was amazing. We're going out on the boat this weekend. I just got a new, new Mastercraft. It's going to be amazing. Let's do it. Is that you? I don't know. And I wouldn't care if it is. All right, cool. Take me out on your boat. I don't care. Take me golfing with you. We'll do that. Here's another one. The second one, pretending to be superior to others. Pretty much just mentioned that one. You're setting yourself above other people. You want them to see you as superior. A third thing, you lack empathy for others. You truly don't care for them. Maybe it takes you a little more effort to care for them. You have maybe a mentality of sucks to be you. You know, I have this attitude when I'm in self-preservation. And I'm sorry to say I've been in self-preservation quite a lot over my life. And I believe there is something to that for those who have experienced traumatic events as a child. If you have been traumatized to any degree, and you might it might not have been something that would have traumatized or experiences that would have traumatized another child, but for you, you could have been traumatized by something. And so you got trapped maybe at two, three, four years old. During that those developmental stages, you get trapped in this place of being a survivor of always having your emotions on guard, of being afraid, a lack of security. And so you are more concerned about yourself. You are trying to preserve yourself. You may lack empathy toward others. That's just kind of maybe one example, one thought about it. And so if that's you, you intentionally have to give a little more effort to care for people, to love people, to put yourself out there. Did that show up in my relationship when I was married for 19 years with the same woman for 21 years? You know what? I I felt like back then, I I remember knowing how to be empathetic, knowing how to be loving, knowing how to be giving, wanting to give her and my kids everything, everything. And uh, sure, I drag them here to there, but mainly to pursue work and career financial gain in order to have a life. And of course, yeah, my vision, my heart, my dream, my passion. Did it all work out prior to a divorce six years ago? Yeah, we experienced wonderful things, built wonderful friendships, got more than we ever imagined we'd have. But 
only reason I bring that situation up is because that is the last time I really felt that I was giving and selfless. But who knows? I mean, if that is the case, because today I really struggle to be empathetic because I am always in survival mode. I mean, I really want to give outside of myself. That's what this is all about. I mean, okay. In this case, this is not a narcissistic exercise to get on the, you know, a podcast and have this discussion with you. There is a heart behind this podcast. It really is to say, Hey man, here's me. And, uh, if I could help encourage you and save you from some of the things from going down the road that I went, man, because it sucks right on the other side, especially speaking to pastors, you know, that botched it up or out in the ministry. But, um, yeah, I have a heart for those people. I don't want people to, to suffer. I do care about people. I care about some people more than others, like we all do, but I do care. I do care about what people are going through. You know, sometimes I do have to protect my own emotions because I'm already dealing with enough of my own, you know, stuff that I'm in self-preservation. But um, I've been told by a counselor that I feel very deeply. I My emotions have a lot of depth to them, you know? I overthink, I overfeel, I overreact, all of these things. So who knows how that all fits together? How are you though? What is your experience in the most important relationship of your life? Were you narcissistic? Are you narcissistic today because of, I don't know, trauma? Perhaps you are in self-preservation mode. Here's another one. Looking down on others as inferior. Man, I am definitely better than that guy, right? <laughs> and I wouldn't blame you if you were saying that on a, the golf course. Uh, yeah, no, I don't mind if like, I'm inferior like to you because it's true. You can't call someone a narcissist that recognizes that they're better at and have are better skilled. But if they're talking about impersonality, like they are everything that you are not, that they are better at everything than you are. Some of these people like, Hey, if that's their personality, I accept them as they are, as long as they're not an a-hole. Right. I mean, that's the way they are. Some of the, I have a, I have, I have friends that are like this and um, I love them. They are good, better at a lot of things. Than I, than I, for sure. Are they still sacrificial? Are they still giving? Heck yeah, they are. Man, I know a lot of people that one person might say they're very narcissistic. And yet, dude, they're doing things and able to contribute in ways that that person is not. And so, you know what? It, it all balances out. If you're a narcissist, how are you contributing? Sure, be better at everything than everybody else. Definitely don't look down on people. That's not fair, right? But contribute. Find how you are going to contribute to the life of others. Here's another one. Monopolizing conversations. Do you constantly have to take over conversations? Do you constantly have to be the one that just dominates? I know these people and there have been times I've been this person just to stay 
in control of the conversation. But I know a lot of people, and again, people that I respect who will dominate a conversation. And I don't, I personally don't mind it. It really depends. They oftentimes have great things to say. They oftentimes are overachievers. I'll give them that if they want the platform. They're not leading me to sin. They're not leading me to do anything wrong. It's not like these people are convincing me to, uh, you know, get involved in the black market or something. That's in like, what are they going to do? How wrong is it? Why is it wrong? Let them monopolize a conversation. If they're the, the achievers, they're the leaders. I'll learn from them. Who cares? But another, you know, there's obviously the flip side to that. But I'm just going to do this. I'm going to, I always look at this in a different way, in a different light. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. They are often seen as being impatient. Are you an impatient person? They're angry. Are you regularly anger, angry? Are you bitter? I know I can be bitter. I mean, anger will come out like every blue moon. I'll, I'll like just blow my top, but it's, it's very seldom. Are you unhappy? They're often unhappy. Are they depressed? I mean, are you depressed? Supposedly, these people are depressed. And I don't know what I believe. I don't care if this is a physician talking or whoever's put together this list. The guys that I would, the people that I would say, yeah, they might sometimes be more melancholy, but they're strong. They pull themselves out of it. They're aggressive. They go after what they want. They're good at what they do. So are they depressed? Really? Are they clinically depressed? I don't know about that one. Or they have mood swings when criticized. That's possible, but who doesn't? Who, who does not have mood swings when they're criticized? They want to be recognized for what they do. They definitely want, here's another one. They want the best of everything in everything. And, um, okay. Who doesn't again? I mean, of course the, they're going to crave that. That's, that should be healthy. I wish I wanted the best and went after the best and was an overachiever. Heck yeah. And here's the last one has a very fragile self-esteem, you know, easily offended, right? Fragile self-esteem. So there you have it. Some symptoms here um, of a narcissist. I mean, I'm looking at these, you know, I'm, I'm laying myself out there. Hopefully as we've gone through this, you're putting yourself out there and seeing where you are. All that we can do, any one of us can have these tendencies. Any one of us, we all have to be on guard and in balance when it comes to these things. Some of these things I don't, I don't see as a sickness. I don't see them as a symptom. I see them as a strength that I wish I had. So don't go calling me a narcissist. Say that you could say that behavior is very narcissistic. You could challenge me on something and hopefully you are challenged on some of these things if you're exhibiting these things. So bring it in perspective. Be willing to be challenged. Don't get all butt hurt over it, right? Take it in stride. Be willing to be challenged. It's all about bettering yourself, right? Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and close it out with some scripture. All right. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Are you a narcissist? I think 
as we've concluded, as I've concluded for myself, hey, make your own judgment. We all have narcissistic behaviors at one time or another. You might be a narcissist for a season, super selfish. I had my narcissistic season and I'm sure I still dive in into it every once in a while, but I think we do for our own psychological reasons at different points of our life. I don't know, but I think that anyone in any given day, I can think of a few who, who wouldn't, could never be, you know, called a narcissist, but, but everybody I believe can have these tendencies. There's something called like supposedly covert narcissism, which I mean, we can go on and on, right? I mean, yeah, let's, let's come up with all kinds of different, like, okay, well, there's this kind, there's that kind, right? Like you could quietly and secretively be a narcissist. Nobody even knows, but you're up to your own agenda. Whatever. Whatever. So scripture, Romans 12. I want to take us to Romans chapter 12. Starting in verse 3, for by grace, by the grace given me, this is, the, this is Paul, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. There's the key right there. Don't, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. I mean, let's be realistic with ourselves, right? In accordance with the faith of God, faith, God has distributed to each of you. I want to bring God into this. I want God to search me. I mean, he does know me. Search me. Tell me where I need correction. And then give me the strength, Lord, to correct that behavior. He's willing to do that. Continuing, for just as each of us has one body, with many members, and these members do not ha all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So the context here, obviously, is the body of Christ, the church, meaning all those who put their faith in Jesus Christ. You know, there is this invisible body of believers. There is this physical body of believers. Right When you're gathering together, anytime believers are all gathered together, he's in our midst. And we are to not think of ourselves, you know, more highly. We're not, we're not to, supposed to overlord anyone. We're supposed to be sober in our judgment, keep ourselves in check, serve ultimately one another. That's what this is talking about. Serving one another with love, right? Considering other people. Um, and their interests, their needs above our own. That's the key is ultimately becoming a servant to all, right? Specifically here again in the church, in the church, but of course out in the world, love people, build them up. Who wants to constantly hear about your achievements? Who wants to be like, uh-oh, here comes that guy again who thinks he's got all the answers, right? And you might have some answers that need to be heard. But are you also teachable? And do you get an attitude when you're teachable? Like as in like, oh, what do you have to teach me, right? No, man. Approach every situation, every relationship with great humility 
and love. Desire to build people up and consider what they might have to teach you and contribute to you because everybody has something to contribute in a relationship. But remember that, I mean, first and foremost, what did Jesus do? He humbled himself. He became a man. He dwelt among us. He was willing to die, setting this perfect, beautiful example for us of what God would do. What if God were one of us, right? He, he was. He came. He set the example, an example of humility, right? Washing the disciples' feet, going about doing the Father's will. And the Father's will was always to build people up, to heal people, to restore people, to make them happy, to give them peace, to give them hope. That's what the Father's will is. Is that your attitude, you narcissist, right? <laughs> Do you want to go around making other people's life better? Maybe you're a business professional and you're like, I'm going to make their life better because I'm going to help them make money. That's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm making their life better. I'm going to teach them how to make more money in this business. Hey, if that's your contribution, is that coming from a heart that really is caring? I mean, do you have a caring heart toward people? I'm not going to blame you if you don't. Ask the Lord for it. God, give me heart for these people beyond just, I want to make the money. I'll make money too. But I want a heart. I want to be a little sensitive. I want to know what's going on. I want, I want to truly be caring. Whenever I ask them how they're doing, they actually share it. I want to actually care, <laughs> right? All right. So that's it for today. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Grace come down for such a sinner as I and for such a sinner as you. <laughs> <laughs>